Hi, I'm Samantha Kapkovic. And I'm Sam Belfi. And this is The Rue Report. As always, this podcast brings you the latest news of the week from around UMKC and starts conversations with Kansas City's leaders, thinkers, and creators about their work and the issues that matter in our city. For this episode, we'll be speaking with UMKC student and YouTuber Yosef Asefi to discuss his journey to becoming a successful online personality and gaining an internet following. Before we begin our conversation with Yusuf, though, let's take a look at what's happening around campus. Here are the top stories for this week. First generation Ruse found a little more than they expected to when they moved into Oak Street dormitories this semester. Students reported that construction workers were given 24-7 access to their freshman dorms. Construction workers were given keys to the students' rooms and could be heard entering their bathrooms in the middle of the night or early morning. Many students' parents were concerned for their children's safety after learning this. They reported that they weren't given any notice by housing that the workers would be there, and there wasn't any information about safety measures that would be in place. Zipco, the construction company hired by the school to fix the Oak Street dorm, stated that they were awake that students were going to be moving in. The workers were also given timetables by the university for construction. UMKC has not commented on the housing issue. Not a week after dismissal of another prominent professor, UMKC's School of Pharmacy is making headlines once again. The Kansas City Star reports that the University of Missouri Board of Curators, which is in charge of UMKC, will pay $360,000 to a professor whose testimony led to the ouster of a top professor in the School of Pharmacy. Merdul McCurgie sued the University of Missouri Board of Curators, former professor Ashim Mitra, the graduate school dean Dennis Medeiros, and school of pharmacy dean Russell Melchert in Missouri's 16th Circuit Court. McCurgy claimed these individuals retaliated against him after he reported Mitra's abuse of Indian graduate students in a pharmacy program. McCurgy filed two employment discrimination lawsuits in 2016 and 2018. The Kansas City Star published an expose on Mitra's treatment of his students, with McCurgy being one of their primary sources. On August 22nd of this year, a few weeks before the suit was set to go to trial, McCurgy set and the university administration reached a settlement. The university has yet to comment on the settlement. UMKC has a new program to help you get around campus this year. If you are a student, faculty, or staff member, you can rent a free bike all semester long from Sweeney Rec Center as a part of its Clean Commute program. Clean Commute was created to encourage members of UMKC to bike, walk, and use the bus. The bike rental program costs nothing and the registration only takes a couple of minutes. To start the process, go to room B38 in the basement of Sweeney Rec. When you get there, you will find bicycle mechanics that can walk you through the paperwork process and set you up with your new bike. If you find yourself needing a ride, stop by Sweeney between 1.30 and 3.30 p.m. Those are this week's headlines. We are joined today by UMKC student and online personality, Yosef Ofsefi, who runs the YouTube channel Yo- Y and A Reacts. On his channel, which has amassed over 41 million views since it began in 2017 through his reactions to viral videos, we have brought Yosef on the show today to talk about his experience of being a YouTuber while also being a UMKC student. We're excited to have you on today. Welcome to the show. Hey guys, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's like my first time ever doing something like this, so it's it's pretty exciting to be able to talk about myself, my narcissistic dreams coming true right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so why don't you go ahead and do that? Give us a bit of information about yourself. Ooh, it's like my biography. <laughs> Let's see how many people care. Um, so I, I started my channel back in uh, early... 2017, I think actually in January, with my friend Ashley Burns. 
Um, she was actually a student at UCM and then transferred at second semester to UMKC. And uh, I had known that her mom had like a pretty nice camera. And I asked her, after researching this whole plethora of reaction videos, if she would like to, you know, possibly participate in watching videos with me. She had no idea how YouTube really worked. She really barely watched YouTube herself. And uh, she she let me come over. We set up a little uh, uh, set for ourselves, and we filmed about eight or nine videos. And I edited all of them myself. I created the channel. I created the name, description, thumbnails. And I basically just followed some demographics. So, like, whenever I was looking into it, um, I was really trying to cater to certain audiences. Like, I think with a lot of people, whenever they go into doing YouTube or doing uh, uh, things that they want to, like, you know, become big or something like that, people are, think themselves is interesting enough. They think that's what's going to get them big, but that's mm -hmm. just not how it works. People, people think that the personality is the only thing that needs to get there, mm -hmm. but you need to understand, like, how do I get an audience? How do I have engagement? How do I cater to an audience? Yeah, so kind of starting at the beginning, what pushed you to actually make the channel? Because I know a lot of, especially comm majors, talk about making a YouTube channel, but they never pull the trigger. Um, I think it was more so just seeing what other people did and this is gonna sound kind of bad <laughs> but i just saw how easy a reaction channel is <laughs> and uh i i was like oh i could do this and i love entertainment i love pop culture like that's my life and i thought why not see if me watching these videos that i watch already can become something yeah so I that's why I kind of had her involved because she was more of a personality that doesn't really uh, like she she never even saw like any Super Bowl performances like she never even saw Beyonce Super Bowl performances or Lady Gaga's like she really had no idea about these artists and I think that added a real level of authenticity to the channel. Yeah. So it made it kind of original because she was, look, a ginger white girl <laughs> with this brown Middle Eastern man. And we had like kind of um, this whole stick going on. And I think that kind of made it uh, more unique and original rather than the, you know, cliche reaction channel. Yeah. So were you also interested in having her on your channel because of her history of being in choir? Uh, yeah, I... Uh, How'd you know that? I watched some of your videos. Oh, did you? Wow, I'm, I'm very honored. Um, so, yeah, I think I think her being in choir definitely did help. It's just, honestly, the thing is, the reason I had her in the videos with me is she was my best friend. Yeah. I've known her since I was, like, 15. And uh, I, just, I just knew out of any people I would want to potentially make a channel with, mm -hmm. I knew that she would probably be the best because... We had, we had to dedicate a lot of time to each other to, like, really make it work. Um, because within that first year, we're not I'm not nearly as consistent as I used to be, but in that first year, we probably produced, like, 150, 200 videos. That's so, crazy. Yeah, just, just in the first year. And now I've probably made, what, nine videos in the past year? Nine, ten videos? So it's a lot different, you know what I mean, than yeah. when we first started out. So Gotcha. So for, you know, people listening who haven't seen your channel before – 
and we kind of talked about it your reaction channel but could you go into a little more detail about like what the content of your videos is yeah so for my content i would say i'm heavily based in uh music and uh uh like filipino artists artists in western america western music like ariana grande taylor swift beyonce uh k-pop uh the shows in china uh there there's a there's a plethora of uh musical artists that we kind of venture out and look like brazil brazil's a huge demographic that we've also hit um so my thing was uh looking into uh content of music from around the world because i didn't want to just hone in on only music in america because i think whenever you can have uh americans appreciating another you know culture i think um that becomes a shtick in in of itself yeah so did you kind of start off with this idea to do music from around the world or did you just notice that there was a market in reaction channels like in the philippines that just wasn't being addressed um i think i definitely so like for me i don't like wasting my time with things so i i definitely wrote out a plan i i before i even like was sure that ashley would be down with all this and everything i i wrote down a list of all the countries i think we should look into and all the uh demographics that i really wanted to hit and we would basically film like 15 20 videos and five of them will be from the philippines five of them will be from k-pop Five of them will be Western uh, Western music, Ariana Grande, Taylor Swift, Beyonce. Mm-hmm. And then like five of them would be Brazilian music. And then we would schedule our postings, uh, American, Brazilian, Filipino. Mer- and then we would just consistently do that for a year. Yeah. So are you surprised by the number of reaction channels that have blown up recently as like Vocal Coach Reacts or any of those? I, I you, I'm going to be real with you. It's very interesting because... If you if you look at the content that me and Ashley made in 2017, yeah, we were reacting to those videos before anybody else. Yeah, we we like I look at all these vocal coach reactions and they I'm like, they just came up. They just came up and they're following. They're following. I I'm not saying they're stealing our content or anything like that because <laughs> I definitely got inspired by other channels. Not saying, but it's it's so interesting because like I look at how they're posting and uploading things and i was like i reacted to that and that was my most viewed video this is my second most viewed video it's my third most viewed. and then you look at like the order they're posting in and then they're getting probably just as many views if not more because they have the vocal coach reacts to and yeah. it, it, it's interesting because i i get it um even though i'm not reacting to even though my content is an original myself mm-hmm. i feel like in a, in a sense they're kind of uh stealing content from these people that already you know did it in 2016 2017 it's like they're it's just for those people that haven't seen our channel yet yeah so So. where you're saying you're more of like a homegrown authentic (laughs) organic (laughs) channel and these are kind of the more big money artificial sorts of channels coming after the views now um yeah in a sense i I would say that most this is going to be a controversial take but most reaction channels are kind of inauthentic i would say in a sense um you would look at a lot of these people and you can tell they're just acting like they like these people for money um that's that's a lot of them because i'm be real with you you can make a lot of money on youtube 
and you can uh, <laughs> you you can see when somebody has a big following, they some of these reactors know how to react to get the most audience engagement, and uh, you can see mo a lot of the times where people are really overreacting just to get a quick buck. So, have you ever done that? Um, <laughs> I am not taking any more questions <laughs> at this time. No, um, I will say this is this is my honest uh, truth. I, I I will say if I don't if I don't like the video and I, I see myself in the reaction video and not really feeling it, I won't post it. Yeah. Yeah, but usually the people that I do watch, I do really like. I will I will say that do I have to be a little bit more elevated, exaggerated version of myself? Of course, because nobody's gonna want to watch me in a monotone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Simple. You gotta be an elevated version of yourself when you're in front of the camera. That's just at the end of the day. I think that's with anything. Yeah. So, what are some of the challenges that you've had with making consistent content, especially since Ashley is no longer in your videos? Yeah. Um. I think it's kind of. I'm. I'm gonna be real. Uh, real honest with you. I think if you watch my videos sometimes. I think my personality isn't able to show as clearly as it does in real life. Um, I think it's more of a restricted version of my personality in a sense because I'm doing only one thing. I'm watching a video. And while I do like uh, watching these videos, you can only do that for so long without it becoming almost a chore. And I think that's why I become kind of less consistent with it. Because um, after Ashley was gone, I, I really I really didn't post as much. I still posted, and uh, but I, I always say I'm like the brand that you start with. Make sure you want to be with that in 20, 30 years. Because now that I've started as a reaction channel, and I've amassed this following, it's kind of hard for me to branch off into something else. And people are always like, well, and people are always like, well, why don't you go and do this or go and do this? And I'm like, that's not how YouTube works. Yeah. If if you are a reaction channel, you are a reaction channel. If I was going to go make a carpool karaoke video tomorrow, it would get four or 5,000 views. Like, there's no – people aren't looking for uh, my personality at the end of the day. They're looking for my personality watching videos. So I think that's why I've become kind of less consistent with it because I'm trying to figure out a way to kind of uh, digress and, like, kind of change my mold into something else because – Maybe I can start reacting to like the VMAs or Grammys or Oscars a lot because that's really kind of along the same lines of entertainment. So I think I think to answer your questions, it, it's been kind of hard being more consistent nowadays. Yeah. Back when you were more consistent, how did you really measure success in your YouTube channel? Did you like monetize your channel? Were you just trying to get those maximum number of views? Um, I didn't. I never really like. Me and her, we never really, we never really like cared in a sense because we I, I guess whenever you're on youtube you don't really like process like people actually watching you you know what i mean like you don't know, like thousands I, of people sitting yeah, there. yeah like it was the only time i've ever felt it was when like people would be like oh i've seen you or i've seen you like in like real life it's only happened like five or six times and i'm, and I'm like what the heck you know what i mean i never <laughs> under i never understand like that people like like, even you said, like, I, I, I watched a few of your videos. Like, I can't mm -hmm. even process that. <laughs> I, I forget that I have videos online that people can watch. So, um, sorry, say the whole question one more time. I'm the worst. So, how did you measure success on your YouTube channel? At the end of the day, how did you know you were doing a good job? Um, well, I think, like, two or three months in, we were, like, steadily 
gaining honestly 10,000 subscribers a month. And uh, if I didn't reach that goal, like, and I know it sounds crazy, within 10 or 11 months, I had 100,000 subscribers. That's insane. So, yeah, no, so it kind of goes to show how inconsistent I've become. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was cool. I, nobody in my family knew until I had 100,000 subscribers. Nobody in my real life knew. Not one person. Isn't that crazy? Why like, did you feel the need to kind of keep that a secret? Uh, I was embarrassed. Really? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I, I can't even watch videos of myself still. Like, I still can't do it. Um, like, I'll edit it, post it, and then I'll never watch it again. I think I think it would be cool, like, in 10, 20 years to watch these videos of myself. <laughs> or it might be cringy. We'll see. But for me, I... I I, I just don't like, you know, watching. It's 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 a weird thing because I never expected it to blow up to this. Yeah. So it's 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 cool, I guess. Yeah, that's awesome. But <laughs> you did mention that you have made a bit of money. Can you tell us anything about that? I'm very private. Um, I mean, it's been good. Uh, I will say that. Um, OK, so this is another like kind of like touchy subject, I guess, when it comes to it. Never do business with your friends. Yeah. Never, ever, ever, ever do business with your friends. Because that was also a big um, problem, I would say, within the channel is uh, money. So we, we would split it 50-50 and everything was good like that. But then when it came to the point of where it wasn't really working anymore, mm-hmm. that's when it got a problem. I'm like diverting the question from how much I actually made. <laughs> Are you allowed to say? I don't know, but, like, for me, I'm just such a private person when it comes to, like, finances and money. Let's just say it's, like, help me pay for school. I, I'll graduate debt-free. So that's nice. But for the past, like, year and a half, I've gotten all the money, and I just had to do a payout with her. Mm-hmm. But when, like, money is involved, it kind of ruins friendships sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think for me... I almost wish that the money wasn't at play because I never understood that like I was gonna make money off of it. Like I never thought that would even be like an outcome by yeah. the end of it. I just thought like it was like oh me watching videos like hopefully a couple hundred people will see this. I remember like we freaked out within like <laughs> it was like five or six days in and we had like forty three subscribers and we went out to eat because we were so happy about having forty three subscribers. I remember we went to fifty fourth Street and uh, we like binged because we're like oh my god we're making it big time (laughs) yeah so so to kind of wrap things up a bit what advice would you have for people like students at umkc who are looking to make a youtube channel but just can't get it going um i would say don't waste your money on nice equipment i went into this with zero dollars i didn't put one dollar into it for the first year um literally not one dollar except the gas i would spend to go drive up to your house may, just film on your iphone film on your iphone use imovie use whatever you can use final cut pro trials make sure you aren't making videos about yourself because no offense nobody cares about you just make sure you're making videos that are trending like do like ones that are letting like getting the order in front of me what's that one trend that's going on getting the order. yeah ordering Someone else's order. Yeah, yeah, okay, like, like, do, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like do the trends that are working. Find what's already working on YouTube and just monetize off of that mm-hmm. or make it a little bit more original. Like, take things and then make it original. Because at the end of the day, people want to work for like media or corporations or whatever. The best way to get infiltrated in these type of things is working for yourself at the end of the day. There's nobody that can really 
possessive creative vision more than yourself if you're working for yourself yeah so what do you think is the most important thing would it be passion would it be dedication consistency consistency definitely consistency we would we would film 20 videos and two to three hours we would post almost 15 a week so the thing is we weren't the most charismatic most best looking like you know i mean there's nothing really that appealing about us Mm -hmm. it's just that we plastered ourselves all over youtube to the point where you kind of couldn't escape (laughs) us like our views are equivalent to somebody who has like a million subscribers you know what I mean? Like 41 million views. That's so equivalent to somebody who has a million subscribers. Mm-hmm. So that goes to show a lot of people have seen our videos and don't want to subscribe. It's just, it's just that I've been recommended a lot because I've literally thrown myself on YouTube. So consistency. Consistency. So yes. final question before we wrap up. You, you mentioned that you kind of wanted to like, you know, diversify what you were doing. Where do you see go- yourself going with YouTube in the future? Do you want to keep going with YouTube or do you think you're going to start tapering off of that? I mean, for me, like, I will say, like, YouTube is becoming more and, no, less and less uh, secure in terms of, like, like job security. I can't see a lot of these YouTubers lasting here in five, ten years. I can't. Not even, because I'm not even at the top level, like, PewDiePie, whatever. But I think, like, I think eventually, for me, if I really could have, like, my dream, 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 dream uh, job... It's to be just, like, a political b- pundit or, like, interviewer or host. You know, something within media. Something that I could potentially, like... I, I think, like, for me, I would love to, like, review something for, like, Billboard. or You know what I mean? Like, Billboard News. Or, like, be the person that did, like, the commentary. Or, like, able to have my own creative spin on it. So I would like to do what I already did on YouTube. But something more in the corporate media world. So I, I, just whatever opportunities are thrown my way, but... Also, you got to look for those opportunities. You can't ever just expect them to come to you. Gotcha. Well, thank you for joining us today. Um, we'd like to thank our guest, Yosef Asefi, for coming on the show today to discuss his journey as a YouTuber. Make sure to check out his YouTube channel, Y&A React. Do you want to plug your social media real quick? <laughs> yes. It, it, no. I, I mean, I guess. I haven't posted like in a year on both of them. I kind of suck at social media. But my Instagram is Yosef Asefi. Y-U-S-O-F-A-S-E-F-I. And then my Twitter handle is the same. So if you guys want to go for it, if not, I understand. Awesome. (laughs) So I'm Samantha. I'm Sam. And that's it for The Rue Report this week. Make sure to stay tuned in to hear our sister show, The Rue Roundtable, available online and airing live on KRU up next. Mm